Let's talk about something near and dear to our hearts, our furry companions. Life is full of unexpected twists, just like the ones we love to uncover about our favorite celebs. But sometimes those twists involve our four-legged friends. Imagine navigating the unpredictable world of pet parenthood, where every day is a new adventure. Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, wants to share a message to help make sure you're prepared for any unexpected curveballs, whether it's a sudden illness or an unplanned trip to the vet. Spot Pet Insurance can be your secret weapon against the unexpected. With Spot, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, helping you with those surprising expenses that seem to pop up when you least expect them. But wait, there's more. Spot Pet Insurance plans go beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit, ensuring that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered too. Head over to spotpet.com today to get a quote instantly. Trust us, it's the easiest thing you'll do to help secure the well-being of your dog or cat. Visit www.spotpet.com today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, co-insurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample hyphen policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Isabel. And welcome back to another episode. Hey, Is. I bet you guys didn't see that one coming on a day. <laughs> I know you guys were probably expecting Julie. She's coming on very shortly, but... This Kim Zolciak, Roy Bierman news just broke, and this is a job for a Bravo correspondent. I'm sorry, but this actually has rocked my world. I I know it's been said a million times, anyone who sees this article, but how can you believe in love after Kim and Croy are no longer together? I mean, if you know me, you know the way I feel about this. The amount of DMs we're getting of people being like, <laughs> Emma, just checking in, like... I- I have been talking about their love story. Forget all the other shit about them. I'm not speaking of their characters as individual people, but I have believed in the story since I saw their very meeting on Housewives of Atlanta season three. We use them as a barometer about couples that just get each other, the way Croy helps her, supports her, cheers her on. I mean, I stood next to him while he was dancing to Kim singing Tardy for the Party at the first BravoCon. And that (laughs) is something that you just, you will never forget. And look, I will say personally, I don't know anything. I know just as much as everybody else. I feel like there is a lot more to this story. And the romantic side of me also thinks that there is just simply no way that the two of them couldn't figure it out. Well, hold on. Let's just backtrack for a second and give a little bit of context as to how this all came to be. Because the first thing that happens is 9.52 a.m. Eastern time on Monday morning, TMZ reports that Kim and Croy owe $1.1 million in back taxes, which... We had been hearing rumblings about financial struggles for a little while now. This particular thing is a new piece of information, but it didn't seem so out of the realm of possibility given what we had heard. Just a few hours after that, 1.19 p.m. Eastern Time, TMZ reports Kim Zolciak files for divorce from Croy Bierman after 11 years of marriage. And she says she's filing because the marriage is, quote, irretrievably broken with no hope of reconciliation. She's asking for primary physical custody of the kids and joint legal custody. She also wants spousal support and to legally restore her maiden name. So as Isabel was saying, there's definitely a lot of speculation that this was more of a strategic move as a way to kind of help with the tax situation. I'm certainly not well-versed enough in this subject to understand exactly the benefits that they would achieve by going this route, but I certainly could imagine that that could be a play here. 
Well, the first time that we ever sort of heard any rumblings of any financial troubles was back in February when there were reports that there was a foreclosure put on their house in Atlanta. And she sort of shrugged them off and was posting photos the next day and a video in the house showing off her flowers from Croy being like, oh, don't believe the haters, even though there were actual like documents to support the claims. I mean, aside from just knowing their love... (laughs) The elephant in the room is like the same day that the news comes out about their taxes, it also is reported about their divorce and them filing. I just, there obviously has to be some sort of strategy and reasoning there. I don't know exactly like the jargon and what it means and why. I feel like that's a job for the Bravo docket. If you don't follow them, they're an amazing like lawyer, legal, everything Bravo account. I'm sure they'll cover this, but it's just... I almost can't let myself be heartbroken because A, I'm a little bit in denial, but B, I feel like there is a lot more to this story. But also, even if we remove the shock we're feeling from the romantic element, meaning, you know, as Bravo viewers that have watched them for years and years now, they did feel like one of the few Bravo couples that kind of got it right. It was over the top. It was ridiculous at times, but at the end of the day, it really did seem like they had this very true love. The other side of it is they also have been known to, you know, be a little sketchy financially. It's kind of just has almost become part of their brand in a way, not something that they endorse, but it has certainly been something that's been speculated for years now. So in addition to the fact that I'm totally in denial, I also feel that pulling some kind of a very strategic move for tax purposes is very on par. Yeah, 100%. It's fully on brand. Like I just actually know in my gut that that's what's going on because it really does align with like all the things that have gone on in her life in the past in a, in a weird way. I mean, I'm curious if Brielle and Ariana will like post or talk about anything. They sort of like share their lives in that kind of way. Kim has been, I guess it kind of ebbs and flows with her. You think of her as such an open person when in reality, she's actually not. Like she doesn't really share that much, I think, anymore. I mean, also the timing of it coming out the day after the Atlanta premiere, everyone was like, make a last minute contract and get her on this season because we need to see this shit go down. I doubt she would ever, ever, ever agree to that. But like, God, it's fun to dream about. I mean, also just to keep in mind for anybody who hasn't been following them for years, they initially met in 2010. It was on season three, episode seven of Housewives of Atlanta. There was a charity event and Kim noticed Croy there at the time he was in the NFL. And it was, you know, a kind of cheeky interaction that really ended up being love at first sight. He's a couple of years younger than her. She kind of viewed him as this hot like boy toy almost. And what started as flirtation and just like initial physical attraction turned into them having four kids together and him becoming unbelievably close with her kids, Brielle and Ariana from a previous relationship and really them building I don't want to say an empire because clearly that has crumbled, but their version of an empire together. And whether or not you liked them, I I at least think that they were very entertaining to follow. And they did seem like through all of it, they had a very mutually respectful relationship. I'm I'm fucking floored. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I agree that this this feels a little bit sketchy, but either way, I'm still surprised. <laughs> Just to paint a picture, this broke when we were at a lunch meeting and all of a sudden Isabel hits me under the table. And I'm like, what? And I looked down and it's just her holding the TMZ headline with the photo of them and the iconic TMZ ripped down the middle. And I'm like, 
<laughs> we, we both just like immediately paused. Like, okay, we'll talk about it after. We'll talk about it after. We're like waiting for this to be over so that we could discuss this and just express our shock. Yeah, this really is like a shocking moment. I mean, we've only had a couple hours to process it, but I really haven't processed it. I wonder if we'll get any kind of statement, any kind of insight, anything. I'm really hoping we do, but this was not what I was expecting to see when I woke up today, nor ever. Truly, if I was a betting woman and you put them on, I would say, till death do us part. We have cited that moment from BravoCon, as you previously mentioned, where we turn to our right and there is Croy Bierman holding her bag, holding his phone, videoing her, singing. I mean, with such joy. That was a man that was so proud to be there. Like I have used that example so many times because it's such a tiny thing. And like, we've seen that energy times a thousand on the show, but to actually feel it in person and see it and him just filming her and feel so excited. It was such a perfect representation of their relationship. I mean, he is such just a cheerleader of Kim and Kim of Croy too. But you know, she has a lot of shtick going on. She's a lot of things. She has her stuff. I mean, he was down in her beauty room, building shelves, brushing her wigs, doing whatever she needed for her, the show or for her outfits or for organizing. I mean, just like a really, really strong, loving couple who loved and respected each other and really did have ups and downs. I mean, even during their wedding, like, by the way, I'm actually laughing because Last week, Julie was asking me, like, do I ever really cry at movies and shows? And I'm like, I swear to God, one of the things that will make me cry no matter what when it's on is Kim and Croy's wedding vows. And when he gives the rings to Brielle and Ariana during the wedding ceremony, I'm sorry, I absolutely lose it. So like, it just, oh my God, this is so sad. Like, I just like, I can't believe it. No, I know, Isabel. I so feel this. I mean, Watching Kim's Instagram lives and him truly being her production assistant, like that is the only title that I would use for him because that is exactly what he was. He was holding the ring light. He was handing her her props. He was making sure the connection was okay. He was tilting the angle. I mean, anything that she needed while she was sitting in that basement in that blue terry cloth robe, he was right there. He basically sacrificed a relationship with his own family to be with her, I think, because they didn't approve or they weren't into the filming and the reality show and the fame lifestyle. Like, he gave that up to be with her. That was how strong he felt in the family connection. And they did everything together. I mean, he, I think, basically legally adopted or has custody of Brielle and Ariana, even though now they've aged out of that. Like, everything about it is, it was never a love story where I felt like at any moment it could collapse. Like, it was one that really significantly stood out, honestly, more than like any other of these reality or Bravo relationship. It just felt different and special. And, I mean, I don't know how it works. Like if the money resolves, could they get remarried or will they just live together? Or maybe, by the way, like what we haven't mentioned is maybe they really were fighting too much and fell out of love. I can't picture it, but like, it's obviously definitely a possibility. The thing about this is if you've been watching him on reality TV, you know that this entire situation is quite literally her worst nightmare. And I don't just mean the financial struggles. I don't just mean the divorce if it really is legit or even if it's just strategic. The fact that one of her favorite things is doing these super over-the-top fuck you to what she views to be her haters. Like she is the first one to get on there and to post a video, to post a story, to post anything that directly proves her haters wrong. And this is something, even if it is done for strategy purposes, that is like a tangible quote win for the haters. And 
it is just the last place that Kim Zolciak wants to be. And I just know this whole thing is making her lose it. Anything that embarrasses her in any way or is negative, can be proven with fact, doesn't hold up this entire image of like this rich, perfect lifestyle that she has so leaned into for all of these years is, you're right, her absolute worst nightmare. Anyone even like insinuating that maybe a pair of shoes she's wearing are fake Chanel would send her into a spiral. So this is like on another planet. No, I mean, for her, this is an absolute code red. This is 10 times worse than people speculating that her G-Wagon was rented. You know, like we're in a whole other league here. And that's why you were saying, I know it's not going to happen, but could you imagine if Bravo came through with some last minute contract, six episodes being filmed in the heat of all of this? I don't know. I just, I, is she going to post something? Like I just, I'm really upset. <laughs> I, just, I just heard such sadness in your voice. I, I'm just looking at her page and I'm feeling sad. I can't help I- it. I get it. I get it. I was in on this. I drank the Kool-Aid. I don't care. I was a believer. It's been, by the way, you drank the Kool-Aid. You were literally the red Kool-Aid man bursting (laughs) through the door. Okay. I I mean, listen, it's been 12 years. It's not like we've been believing in this for six months. They proved everyone wrong. The first three years of their marriage, the first six years of their marriage, everyone thought this had an expiration date. People thought that they were crazy when it first started and they really were in it for the long haul. And yeah, I mean, Monday, May 8th, 4.35 p.m. I am so upset to report to all of you that at this moment, Kim and Croy are, are getting a divorce. We will, of course, keep you posted, but... I'm hoping we have an update by the time we record our Bravo episode this week, and I feel confident that there will be something. Yeah, we better. I mean, I can speak for both of us in saying that we will be tirelessly refreshing TMZ for any sort of an update, but... Isabel, I love you. Thank you for coming in clutch, and this was something we just had to tackle together. A pleasure, as always. So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the seasons changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, their washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which 
I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Okay, and back to our regularly scheduled programming. Hey, Jewel. Hi, Em. I'm sorry, that Kim and Croy job was just had to be one for Isabel. No, I mean, I obviously understand. I... But I was really shocked. Like, I have to say, I don't know if you guys would agree with this, but for me, it felt like as big of a shock as if like Ice and Coco got divorced. Very similar energy. Yes. That was my first thought. Listen, I'm not going to disrespect Ice and Coco like that, but yes. My real memory of Kim and Croy is when I made a one-time appearance at BravoCon and I saw him watching her sing and it just <laughs> felt, it felt really beautiful to me. I cannot believe you just mentioned that. That's what Isabel and I were just saying. I was like, do we not reference that once a week? (laughs) She literally just said that. I'm so happy I was there for that. Like I really saw it in person. I know. So we were trying to communicate to you guys. It really was a moment. I mean, Julie was sitting across the table from us when Isabel hit me (laughs) under the table. I could not imagine what it was. Like I knew it had to be something Bravo related, but I was like, what is about to happen? And then it was that. (laughs) I really honestly couldn't believe it. It's just when you see that TMZ tear, the infamous tear, you just know "Mm, some shit's about to go down. One thing about me, I never want to be a TMZ tear. No, heavens forbid. But no one does. No one one sets out in life to be a TMZ tear, except for Kim and Chris Humphreys. Kim was, I should say, pining for the TMZ tear. She could not fucking wait for that tear. She was about to tear herself. She probably has that framed. I would. Honestly, if not, we should gift that to her. <laughs> One day when she eventually comes on the podcast, that's what we gift her. I'm gifting her the Kim and Kanye tear too. <laughs> Honestly, same. Not the Kim and Pete one. Don't even talk to me about that. All right. So let's just now get into our non-Bravo stories of the week. And the first are these Taylor Swift, Matt Healy rumors, which I kind of want to go through this timeline. I don't know how anyone else feels about this or what the general vibe is, but from what we're hearing, this is like a thing. I mean, it's it's seemingly happening. Here's my thing. Slap my ass and call me curious about this one. No, I mean, I am nothing if not curious about this one. Basically, we'll do a full timeline breakdown and then we'll dive in more, but there is plenty of information here. Quick background for anyone unfamiliar with Matty Healy. He's the frontman of the band 1975. And the first date we're going to point to in this timeline is April 8th of this year, when multiple news sources started to report that Taylor and Joe Alwyn have split after six years of dating. As a total side note, not that this is relevant, but I do just want to mention it because everyone is saying it, April 8th also happens to be Maddie's birthday. May 3rd is when the U.S. Sun reports that Taylor has, quote, moved on from Joe Alwyn with 1975 frontman Matt Healy. And this is what a source said in that article. A source close to Taylor says, quote, she and Maddie are madly in love. It's super early days, but it feels right. They first dated very briefly almost 10 years ago, but timing just didn't work out. Taylor and Joe actually split up back in February, so there was absolutely no crossover. Both Maddie and Taylor have been touring over the past few weeks, so it's been a lot of FaceTiming and texting, but she cannot wait to see him again. 
But as two international megastars, they understand the pressures of one another's job better than anyone and are incredibly supportive of their respective careers. They're both massively proud and excited about this relationship. And unlike Taylor's last one, which was very much kept out of the spotlight deliberately, she wants to quote, own this romance and not hide it away. Taylor just wants to live her life and be happy. She told pals Maddie is flying to Nashville over the weekend to support her on the next leg of her tour. In terms of what they were talking about when they say 10 years ago, in December of 2014, that's when a relationship rumors started to first fly about them. She had attended one of 1975's shows. And at this time, in December 2014, he was on an Australian radio show where he said, we exchanged numbers. I mean, bloody hell, what am I going to do? Go out with Taylor Swift? She's a sensation. I wouldn't say no. Then two years after that, in 2016, this is after the initial rumors, he was interviewed by The Guardian and he spoke about this saying, quote, she wasn't a big impact on my life. It's just interesting to me how interested the world is about Taylor Swift. The reason I mentioned that is because if I had properly gone out with Taylor Swift, I would have been like, fucking hell, I'm not being Taylor Swift's boyfriend. You know, fuck that. That's also a man thing, demasculating, emasculating thing. After that interview with The Guardian, he then tweeted, I said on countless occasions that I found her to be one of the most gracious, hardworking, creatively gifted, and beautiful women that I've ever had the pleasure to meet. I personally have a lot of respect and admiration for her. Why would I not? So that's 10 years back. We're now fast forwarding to current day. May 5th, Maddie is seen at Taylor's Nashville show with Phoebe Bridgers, and Phoebe opened that show. So this is the moment that people are really talking about because during the show, Taylor mouthed, this is about you. You know who you are. I love you. And fans quickly realized that Maddie had mouthed that exact same thing during his show on May 3rd in the Philippines, which felt like, you know, pretty telling or definitely something tangible to hold on to. The next day, he attends her second Nashville show, and this time he performs with Phoebe Bridgers, who opened again. Keep in mind, this isn't the first time they've performed at one another show. Back in January of this year, Taylor performed at a 1975 show. Okay, the next day, this is when shit really starts to heat up. May 7th, they are photographed together arriving at her condo at 12.30 a.m. Sunday morning following her concert in Nashville. Then May 8th, via Entertainment Tonight, headline, Taylor Swift and Maddie Healy, quote, like each other, were reconnected by Jack Antonoff, sources say. A source tells ET, quote, Taylor and Maddie like each other. Taylor has a crush on Maddie and they're having a good time hanging out. Maddie also thinks Taylor is awesome and incredibly talented too. They dated briefly in the past. So that is the most recent update we have. I mean, those photos were definitely not what I was expecting, but that really added some fuel to the fire because you thought it was true. You heard rumblings. It seemed to be all but confirmed, but then those photos kind of were the final nail in the coffin. Yeah, I guess it's really happening. I mean, first of all, the photos of him at the show and videos of him dancing in the crowd were all of the confirmation I needed. When I saw that video, and I think when Twitter saw that video of her mouthing the, this is for you, you know who you are, I love you, and compared it to his video saying the exact same thing in the exact same way, that's when I think it was like, okay, there's really something here. But you're right. Those photos of him going back to her condo after the end of the show was like, it was really game over. And I've been really reading Twitter and trying to gather the opinions of everybody and see what everybody thinks and what everybody is saying. And I got the vibe early on that people maybe thought this was a little bit of a joke or a bit, or they didn't really believe it, but they are definitely starting to believe it now. Yeah. I mean, I guess just very top level thoughts. The thing that struck me initially is like, she was dating Joe Alwyn, right? For six years. It was a very serious relationship, but a very private one. We got 
very little as to what was going on there. And that was intentional, as as they've said. Obviously, we as the public found out about their breakup April 8th, but it, you know, it's been reported, it's been speculated. That probably happened months prior. So I guess in my mind, Taylor Swift, when it comes to dating in this phase of her life, is very secretive, very private. So I was you know, shocked to, to even get any of this. I never thought we'd get a paparazzi picture. I never thought we'd get mouthing lyrics and he's mouthing the same thing. And now we as the public are getting what appears to be kind of evidence. You know, in my mind, any information we were going to get about her romantic life, at least in this period, would be completely speculation. And then when you get a paparazzi photo like that, it turns from speculation to what appears to be proof, which like, I fucking love for her. Don't get me wrong. I was just so not expecting that. I guess my thing, and I have no idea if this is a hot take or a, a prominent take. I, I'm the wrong person to ask on this because I'm not that familiar with Maddie Yealy. I guess I just feel like we're talking about Taylor Swift here. Like This is one of the most famous, successful, beloved artists in the entire world. And from what I know about Maddie Healy, which is admittedly not that much, he kind of has an asterisk next to his name of like, yeah, here's this guy super talented, but kind of pretty problematic from what it appears to be doesn't seem to love Jews from what we gather. And like, I just feel like if you, you as Taylor Swift, you deserve to be with someone that doesn't have an asterisk next to their name. I guess it's just not who I would have expected. But then again, who am I? A, a Jew? <laughs> yeah, like I, I can't, I can't lie. It, it's, it is the slightest bit unsettling when you Google Maddie Healy. Like one of the first things that comes up is like Nazi salutes. Like I'd be lying to you if I thought that was the most kosher thing in the world. I, I just... <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Okay. Here's what I'll tell you from just looking at Twitter and TikTok from what I've seen, removing our own perspective from it. People definitely find him problematic. However, I will say that there seems to be a trend specifically among TikTok of people who like him so much that they are willing to look past that. He seems to be somebody who, for whatever reason, gets a little bit or a lot of bit of a pass. I I truly do not know enough about him. I think this relationship is interesting from that perspective. I don't think we're used to seeing Taylor dating people who are problematic in this way. There is, however, this other side of it, which if you look at it from just that angle alone, makes the relationship make a little bit more sense, which is if you look at Taylor's friends as like a high school group. So like you have the Jack Antonoffs, the Matt Healy's, the Haim sisters, Phoebe Bridgers, like that whole crew, if you're looking at Hollywood, like it's high school, Taylor seems to be like floating into that crew a little bit more. And so when you look at it from just that angle alone, that makes it make sense that they're dating. The other angle is definitely confusing for me. And from what I've seen on the internet, a ton of people. Yeah. I really don't know from the Taylor Swift diehard fans that I've spoken to in my life, their stance at the moment is like, so happy for her. If she's happy, she really deserves this. That breakup must have been deeply heartbreaking. At the same time, let's hope and pray this is not her person. That seems to be the general approach. I, I don't really know. I, I'm honestly still not over the paparazzi photo. When I tell you that was the last thing I was ever expecting, and but that's the thing. It being not entirely secretive must be intentional because- Taylor Swift does secrecy better than maybe anyone. Like there is no one that famous that can get away with being as under the radar as she is in so many aspects of her life when she wants to be. That clearly there's a part about this that is intentional for whatever reason. And she's leaning in and like, 
is she in this phase post heartbreak where this is just what feels right? Maybe they're rekindling something from 10 years ago. Totally. I, I, I don't know enough. I just can't believe the amount that we're getting. That's really where I'm, where I'm still stuck at. Well, then it makes you question, like, I think that when she was dating Joe for the past six years, how secret and under the radar and private that relationship was led you to believe that it was, I thought Taylor's decision, but at the very least, a completely mutual decision to see her be. And again, it's not like it's that public. They're not standing on a street corner making out. They're not going as of right now to dinner together in these public areas. But for him to be at three of her concerts in a row and for there to be this onstage seeming profession of love and then a paparazzi photo of him going back to her apartment, like that's way more public than we had seen pretty much in her entire relationship with Joe. And so I guess the question is like, was it maybe his choosing to be much more private and maybe that wasn't something that she was on board with anymore and she was searching for these more public displays of love and affection and and their relationship. I, I don't know, but it does seem like a real 180 from, from Joe to Maddie Healy. Totally. You know, it's so funny. I can never see a significant other in the crowd at a concert, like this type of a massive concert and not immediately think to myself, it's giving Olivia Wilde. Yeah, it is. It, it definitely gives Olivia Wilde. But even with Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles, it wasn't like we saw those wedding pictures and then boom, concert. It was like we, there was a little time to digest and breathe and take in what was happening. And then she was leading a choreographed dance. This happened so fucking quickly. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're just going to have to keep a very close eye on this and, and see what happens because we're getting more information than I think any of us initially expected to. Something I'm really curious about is the difference in the language between the two statements that we got, which was the first initial report of this story breaking was from the U.S. Sun. And what that report said was like, this is a relatively new relationship. However, they've rekindled things from the past and they seem to be fully in love and they want to be as public as possible and they're ready to, you know, present this in front of the world. And then what we saw in the following days from that statement of him at her concert kind of backed that report up. What we got today was a report from ET saying, you know, they're seeing each other. Taylor has a little bit of a crush on Maddie and they're kind of seeing where things go. And if you remember when Joe and Taylor broke up, the exclusive was given to ET. And at the time we said like, that report has to be true. That exclusive has to be true. And probably specifically from her camp, because things don't leak like that with Taylor. And so I'm very curious, A, who would have leaked that first story, and B, if it was her team that leaked it to ET, and the wording of saying, yeah, Taylor has a little bit of a crush on Maddie right now, because th that is a huge difference in statement. Oh, totally. I mean, if I'm choosing which one I am more aligned with, it's, it's definitely the ET one, specifically because that is the source that we got the Joe breakup news from. I think one of the funniest tweets of all time was when it was like, Taylor and Joe break up as reported by E.T. And somebody retweeted and was like, what does that little alien know? No, Julie, that is, you know how we talk about like tweets that have really stuck? That has really fucking stuck. I, I laugh about that constantly. Me too. Every time I see E.T. now, I'm like, what does that little alien know? <laughs> so I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like, Generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada 
For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, New Kids on the Block, Sean Paul, Sum 41, Whitney Cummings, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now. So as I'm sure many of you are aware, Gwyneth Paltrow was on Call Her Daddy this last week. And obviously we're not going to do a podcast on a podcast, but just some key takeaways we need to talk about immediately, if not sooner. You know, Gwyneth has a pretty impressive dating history. Alex called it a stacked roster. And when she was asked specifically about Brad Pitt and Ben Affleck and really asked to compare them in bed, she said, that's really hard because Brad was the sort of major chemistry love of your life at the time. And then Ben was like, technically excellent. Not technically excellent. I mean, have I not been saying this about Ben Affleck? I mean, you've been assuming it about Ben Affleck. No, I've known. So something inside (laughs) of me just knew. That man, the way that he is so methodical when it comes to his directing and his approach to filmmaking is also what I imagine to be his approach to lovemaking. Okay. So again, like I completely yep. <laughs> agree with you. I like, I was so happy to hear Gwyneth say that I, there was no part of me that was like, I don't think that's true. I was right away. I was like, totally true. But <laughs> I think that saying, you know, it was true is maybe a little <laughs> bit of a exaggeration, almost bordering on a lie. <laughs> Yeah, I I didn't know. I just felt really confident. And there is something so satisfying about having this image in your mind about, you know, I guess any like fantasy you've had about a certain celebrity and then hearing an anecdote from someone who has actually experienced them sexually confirming that it makes you feel just a little less delusional for a second. But what I really love about that too, is the splitting up of the two types of men in bed or like the two experiences that she had with both of them where Brad was like romantic love of your life and like sexual passion as a result of that versus Ben Affleck, who was just like fucking skilled. And the reason I love that is because I am so happy for JLo that Ben Affleck is now combining both of those things. Like Ben Affleck is the love of her life. He is romantic. He is everything that she wants. She can't even believe she's real. And also he is just technically good in bed. Right. He just technically knows how to go down on a woman. And that is a quality that we can all not only appreciate, but also celebrate. It's important. And by the way, it's 2023 and I'm tired of saying that it's not. (laughs) It's true. I mean, I agree with you. Does it call into validity the glow as a result of JLo beauty? Does it maybe make you think that it's from 
a couple of other things than just skincare? Yeah, of course. But am I equally as happy for JLo regardless more than anything else in the world? Here's the thing. I was already questioning the (laughs) validity of JLo beauty. So in my mind, it was like, well, it's maybe JLo beauty, but it's also da 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 and Dr. Simon Orion. So now to add to that list, Ben Affleck's sexual abilities, to me, that's like best case scenario for the JLo beauty doubters. Wait, you know what I wanted to say to you? This isn't even on the outline, but have you seen JLo doing press for the mother? A little bit. Okay, well, one of my favorite things that has come from this, which if anyone hasn't seen it, we will put the link in the description. Jayla was on the Today Show and she brought with her her mom, Guadalupe. And Savannah Guthrie turns to her mom and is like, by the way, is it also true that you have kind of been hoping for this rekindling between JLo and Ben? And she said, yes, I knew that they were going to get back together in my heart because I prayed for this for 20 years. What was so funny about that was JLo having this look on her face of like, did you though? Like <laughs> Jayla wasn't believing a word that she said. She was like, I'm so happy you're happy. And like, I, in my heart, hope that you've been praying for this for 20 years. But like, are you just saying that right now? Well, it's just such a classic mom thing. It's like, there's no way to prove whether or not she has actually been praying for it. So it's either you're going to take her word for it or not. But like, so classic mommy rekindle this guy 20 years later. And it's like, yeah, just so you know, I, I have been praying on this. Can I ask a JLo question that's unrelated, but I've actually been meaning to bring this up on the podcast for a while. You won't have the answer to it because I don't have the answer to it, but I'm, it's more of an audience question. Does anybody know about what the deal with JLo and Leah Remini's friendship is? Because they were best, best friends, and I feel like something happened between them. Oh, this is like a deep TikTok Twitter hole, right? Have you been seeing a lot of this? Well, I've been seeing it for a while, but no one seems to have an answer And like, no one seems to really know, like she wasn't at JLo's wedding, but then she was at Mark Anthony's wedding. Like, I am so fucking curious what happened there. I know because they were so close and may still be. I mean, who knows? But they were really, really close. Inseparable, like sisters. Yeah, I don't know. I am very curious on that. There was just, it's, of course, Gwyneth Paltrow on Call Her Daddy, all roads lead to Ben Affleck. You know what? Don't you feel like Gwyneth and Ben Affleck is a little underrated? Like, I'm actually so glad that happened for the sheer ability to bring that back into everyone's orbit. Well, one of my favorite parts is when Alex says to her, you know, you really do have this stacked roster and Gwyneth responds, yeah, and those are just the ones that you know about. And when Alex presses her, she wouldn't name any names, but she said she's never been with Leo, Johnny Depp, or Bradley Cooper, which were the three names Alex specifically asked about, but also three people I think we as the public have been curious about just because... One thing about Leo, there's some dating rumors with him and pretty much everyone. I do think Gwyneth is outside of his age bracket, so that checks out. But not not the craziest thing. There would have been a Bradley-Gwyneth rendezvous at some point. Well, what's interesting is out of all of those names, Bradley is the one that Gwyneth says, I don't really even know him. Like We've been at similar things, but we're not like close in any way. Leo was the one that would have been the most likely, I think, for her to have hooked up with. And there was a period of time where she would have fallen into his age bracket, I believe just based on their timelines in Hollywood. But yeah, she made a comment about Leo saying like he was very loose with the goods from the time that he was 19. So I think that she kind of knew to steer clear of Leo from the beginning or in her mind did. But, you know, she made that comment, which I literally just said before in the Taylor Swift section and something that we talk about often, which she is the one that said, you know, they say Hollywood is like high school if everybody was rich. Yeah, which in some ways can be viewed as such an oversimplification, but to me is so unbelievably accurate. Oh, I mean, but that's the only way to simplify Hollywood, I feel like, because 
everything else when you think about it is so out of your realm of understanding that the only way to then understand it is to put it into the terms of something that you could understand. So when we talk about the friend groups of like the Taylor Swift overlap and talking about, you know, Gigi Hadid and Blake Lively in the city with the Hyam sisters and Taylor, it's like you can understand the idea of mixing friend groups. That's what you are seeing there. And so I think that saying that it's like high school with a fuck ton of money really allows you as somebody who's not part of it to understand this very foreign concept to you. And in addition to just mixing friend groups on a platonic level, it also feeds directly into the concept we speak of frequently, which is how is it that everyone in Hollywood is connected romantically? You know, we, we constantly seek to answer the question, aren't there more people for people to date? Yet you find that people really stay within that circle because it feels safe. And there's already a set of rules that have been written and have been understood. And oftentimes it's just easier to stay within that group instead of going outside and you know, potentially seeking the unknown or seeking what could be confidentiality breaching or, you know, potentially dangerous in terms of getting information out there. And so that's also something that really factors into it, just kind of the high school-like culture when it comes to hookups and dating, not just hookups, but specifically hookups. Well, that's why I was so happy when the comment about the high school came very soon after as a result of her saying, and that's just the hookups you know about, because that's the thing that we talk about constantly. Like, I mean, I would do anything to know any of those names that Gwyneth is holding secret. Because also keeping in mind that Hollywood was a different time back then. There was so much discretion. There was no phones. There was this insane Hollywood club scene. And everybody, you know, was kind of working together to keep all of their things private and keeping it close to home. And so there is, if we think there's shit now that we don't get to know about, think about the shit then that we didn't get to know about when there was basically zero risk of it getting out unless it happens super publicly. Well, yeah, I mean, if there wasn't a paparazzi photo, it effectively didn't happen because aside from the fact that, yeah, people didn't have iPhones, they couldn't just quickly snap a photo inside of a restaurant, inside of a club. There weren't even the platforms to be able to communicate this information, to be able to communicate what you saw. There wasn't a Dumois. There wasn't this constant stream of Twitter and TikTok and Instagram where you could just burst out this information and overnight or even momentarily, it becomes a viral news story. So in a lot of ways, it was a fucking free-for-all. And yeah, as you said, there's a lot of secrets now, but that is the shit that we would die for. Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because... You just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. People have so many different reasons for wanting to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip or just want to pick up a new hobby or a skill or just connect with a new culture. I know for me, when I was abroad in Barcelona in college, 
I'm not going to say that I was fluent in Spanish, but I definitely got to the point where I felt really confident conversing. And when I got home, my dad said to me, Emmy, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And he was so right. Like I entirely lost it. So Rosetta Stone has been really helpful for me. So if you are in that same boat or you want to learn a new language completely, want to brush up your skills, whatever it is, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone because they're the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really kind of immerses you in the language that you want to learn. So first of all, they're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. First of all, there's no English translation. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which in my experience, I know I'm getting it when I start to think in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's designed for long-term retention. Also, in terms of speech recognition, they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And it's convenient. So desktop and app options with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You're getting lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. One other relationship update before moving into the Kardashian recap, which is honestly pretty light this week. It is being reported that Nelly and Ashanti are officially back together following their split in 2013. So they had first started dating in 2003. It was on again, off again, and they officially split in 2013. And for a little while now, for the last six months or so, there has been speculation about them being back together when she appeared on stage with him at a concert in Arizona back in December. And also in December, she was on Watch What Happens and he asked her about the rumors and she didn't really confirm or deny it. She kind of just said that she was surprised by the amount of people who wanted to see them back together, which to me was like a no answer answer, but apparently it's 2013 again. The background of discussing how much I love this story is that it's so upsetting to me that people don't know the talent you possess when rapping any <laughs> song by Nelly. Like, don't you agree? Like, listen, the story is so exciting regardless. I love this trend of people getting back together after years and years. It's very Ben Affleck and J-Lo. They really set the groundwork for all of this to happen. I think as 2000s pop culture lovers were so excited about Nelly and Ashanti, I think the internet's really excited. But like, no one knows that like the real, <laughs> the real truth of this story. Yeah. I'm not even going to lie. I do fuck up girls. I do. In a way that like, I, I don't think people quite understand. <laughs> and I just, I wish, I wish more than anything in the world they could experience it. It's one, it's <laughs> one of my greatest joys in life, truly. And you know, I'm not just saying that because sometimes I'll, I'll just, I'll just tap you and I'll be like, do you think you could rap girls for me right now? <laughs> Yeah, I just, I love me some Nelly. It's not just girls, it's country grammar. It's hot in here. I mean, I, I ride for Nelly. I always have. And I'm just loving this. I'm loving this for all of us. I'm loving this for him. I'm loving this for Ashanti. I'm loving this for, as you said, the 2000s pop culture lover in all of us. And uh, I mean, obviously, you know how this ends with us taking an edible probably tomorrow night and wrapping the fuck out of girls. Don't say it unless you mean it. Doing your hair has the potential to be such a time-consuming process if you're not using products that really work for you and honestly really work with you. And for me, I'd say generally speaking, my hair is pretty easy to manage, but it does get frizzy. I have a lot of split ends, so I'm always looking for things to manage the frizz. And recently I've been into a new product from Way. It's their anti-frizz cream. 
So it's a really lightweight cream. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours and also heat protection up to 450 degrees. You're kind of killing two birds with one stone. And the thing I really like about it is that it helps reduce and repair split ends while quenching dry hair with intense hydration. So you can feel like it just feels good on your hair. For me, I get out of the shower. I always spray in the leave-in conditioner. I've told you guys about that before, but I love it. A little anti-frizz cream and you're good to go. I also, I mean, I love a lot of things from Way, but I like their detox shampoo. I don't use that every week, maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, but I feel like it gives my hair a really, really good clean. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code CELEBS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code CELEBS. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Okay, in terms of the Kardashian recap, really not that much going on this week. It's not 100% confirmed, but a report from The Sun claims that Chloe's baby's name is Tatum Robert Thompson, which we know for a fact it starts with a T. We also thought that it did have Robert in the name. And I mean, Tatum feels like as good of a name as any. Yeah, I have no, not much to say on this. I think Robert as the middle name is incredibly sweet and something that Chloe has probably been hoping for the ability to name her son after. And so I'm so happy for her in that regard. And we knew it was going to be something with a T. So there's no, there's zero surprise there. I know she was waiting to announce this on the show. So I bet she's like a little upset that it came out. And I think she is still trying to hold on to this being a formal announcement on the show. Cause I know at Sam's birthday party, they showed the jacket and it was like true. And then T period Thompson. And so I guess she's not fully out with it yet, but I, I think this is probably an accurate report. It's like for somebody who literally cares about every single thing Kardashian related, I mean this with nothing but respect. I could not give less of a fuck. Like I'm so happy for Chloe that she has her baby boy. It's just when you wait this long to announce the name, I've kind of lost, I've, I've lost interest. Like whatever the name is, I love the kid equally. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's a name, you know, like, I don't right. know, there's nothing more I can do with it than, uh, than know it. Right. It's, it's not like I am the one that is you know, needing to know this so that I can get him custom embroidered pajamas. Like it, it's not, it's not changing my life in any way other than it, Yes. It, is it nice to not have to say baby Thompson? Absolutely. Yeah. Even though I wasn't really saying it. <laughs> we, much, we just ever. weren't really mentioning it. Yeah. It just, it just didn't feel significant one way or another, but we shall see what the name actually is, but I agree with you. It, it feels most likely that it probably is Tatum. The thing about a baby is like, you never really call them by its name. You know what I mean? Like if you have a baby in your life, it's like, oh, the baby. Yeah. I mean, if we want to call it like it is, even the fact that we are talking about this just goes to show how little was going on in the world of Kardashian this week. Yeah. Like, come on guys, we got a show coming in a couple of weeks. Let's create, let's create a little drama. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I did want to mention from Sam's birthday is obviously the entire event was over the top, unbelievable, very on par with your traditional Kardashian kid party. But it was actually not planned by Mindy Weiss. It was planned by one of Kim's best friends, Natalie Halcrow. 
And I do just wonder, is this Mindy kind of slowly pulling back, prioritizing weddings, some larger events, and maybe scaling down her business in a way? If I had to guess, that's what I would say, which makes sense for her. No, it makes total sense for her. And not that Natalie Halker was even remotely taking Mindy's place. Like, do not get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. However, if going into this type of event planning is a business that she's trying to pursue, it makes a lot of sense that Kim and some of the other members of the family would use her for this type of occasion, or, you know, rather small scale event and really kind of get her, her business going in that way. Because that's, that's something that they specifically Kim is known for, you know, like she will be the one to really help you kind of get your, your business off the ground. If you're one of the people in her most intimate circle. Natalie kind of killed it. What do I say to you all the time? Natalie and Olivia, no one has a better. Like at a left field, they come out with this e-show and next thing you know, they are staples on Kim Air. Yeah, they 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 really They did the damn thing. They did the damn thing. Yeah. And yep. and I saw this party and I was like, they did the damn thing again. One thing about Natalie and Olivia, they're gonna do the damn thing. <laughs> exactly. I think that is kind of all to mention. I mean, obviously we saw Kylie's new JPG campaign. Obviously this is following her wearing JPG by Hyder Ackerman for both the Met and the after party. As we talked about during the Met Gala episode, Timothy is a very close friend of Hyder Ackerman. And we do wonder if any of Timothy and Kylie's supposed budding relationship has to do with that friendship and that connection there. I don't know, but she's leaning in. I I love when Kylie leans into the more high fashion world. I know the story here is Kylie JPG, but got to bring it back to Timmy for a second. What do you think? I'm like, I'm starting to think that this has maybe come and gone. I think what I'm used to and what I'm comparing it to in my head is that our last frame of reference with them obviously is Kendall and Bad Bunny. And before that was Kim and Pete. And the way that both of those things went was like, okay, initial story breaks. We get one photo. And then boom, floodgates open. And so that's what I was kind of expecting with Kylie and Timmy, where it's like, okay, story starts as a Dumas rumor. And then it kind of picks up some traction online. Then we see the photo of her car in his driveway and the taco date photos. And I was like, okay, here we go. It's about to fucking bust wide open. And it's been radio silent. I know, but I just feel like there's a very good chance that it is still actively happening. And I would not rule out the idea of a legitimate paparazzi photo of them together, not just the cars. I think that if this is still going on in the next two, three weeks, we're going to get one. I really, really do. I, I just feel specifically with this JPG campaign, like Kylie knows what she is doing. She knows how to create a buzz. And I, I just think that if it's still happening, she's going to give a little something. I really, really do. From your mouth to God's ears, kid. Yeah. <laughs> the versatility with which we use that phrase is really quite really quite something. It's literally Kylie and Timmy photos or like me and you hanging out, which happens seven times a week. Like I, yeah. there's no, it's, it could be, it's so versatile. You're right. Or it's like one of us getting out of a dinner in, in time enough to be able to like take an edible together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the dream. Yeah. It's, it, it is just genuinely from your mouth to God's ears at any given time. <laughs> oh, wow. God, you, you hear a lot of shit. I'll tell you that God's, God's ears are ringing constantly. <laughs> Constantly, constantly. And it's just us asking for the lowest lift possible thing. We're like, um, do you think that maybe we could just like hang out with our each other and like maybe take an edible and like have fun and laugh? <laughs> like, what are we asking God that for? We can just do it. Us, us when we wanted my dad to come down to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> So funny. Okay. Well, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting us do this. As always, I do just want to mention last week we had briefly spoken about scheduling and I was saying like, I 
fully understand and recognize that sometimes the lack of consistency with scheduling is frustrating and it's frustrating for us too. We just really try to do it based on when the stories are breaking, making sure that we're releasing an episode when it makes the most sense between Monday or Tuesday. And kind of the format that we've at least loosely followed is our goal is always to get the regular episode out Monday. But if stories feel like they're breaking midday Monday, we'll release it on Tuesday. Please let us know in our DMs, not in our reviews, but in our DMs, like, does it, would you prefer that the schedule is pretty much 100% of the time it's a Tuesday release and the only time it would be a Monday release is like if something absolutely massive breaks on a Saturday and you know, of course, we're going to record that episode Sunday night. Because I feel like that kind of solves everyone's problem. Like for us, it works so that we're not stressed on Monday seeing if something else is coming out. We just know that no matter what is going to go up on Tuesday and that's the expectation. And then for you guys, it's like, you know for a fact it's going to be Tuesday and no one's ever going to be mad about a one-day early release. Just something we were thinking about. Let us know your thoughts in our DMs. But like kindly, you know, <laughs> just an open question. And uh, we can go from there. But we will see you later this week for Kardashians, later this week for Bravo. And then we are so close. May 25th, Kardashians comes back. And that's about to be a really fun 10 or so week. So we love you guys. Thank you for, for listening. Thank you for letting us do this. <laughs>